today, this week, on All About Affordable NFTs. Well, look, you can see us. Or maybe you can't. It just depends when this comes out. But the big feature is we're going to drink an NFT. That's going to happen. That's a real thing that's going to happen. Uh, but first, what have we seen in the news? What's going on? Yeah, so, hello, hello person. Yes, this, this well, is good. Good to meet you. Yeah, that's an NFT. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's random. And uh, by the way, this is some uh, hot 3A NFT swag. Uh, we don't sell it because we don't really care about monetizing anything. By the way, we should note that uh, Vinko is not sponsoring this because, again, look, we're, we're too lazy. What? No, we're just look. We, we're pre-revenue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is pre-revenue. <laughs> We make all our money on affordable NFTs, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> Just look at our project. We're only down 20% year over year, which is not bad. <laughs> I'm going to open this. What do we have in the news? Yeah, why don't you get this bottle open? We'll get to some news here. So uh, one, let's see, the first article that we've got here, first uh, item is about Uniswap. Uniswap has enabled traders to buy NFTs uh, via their aggregator using any uh, token, any Ethereum token, uh, as, as, as most OpenSea traders may know uh, there are limited options of what you can transact with on uh, on the OpenSea platform, and it is limited to what the uh, the lister actually decides um, when they list the item. This is enabling people to use any token. Uniswap, mostly known as a decentralized exchange, uh, will actually do the exchange, exchange the tokens, and then make the purchase for you. Do want to say one thing to look out for here, especially in uh, sort of those long tail tokens that don't have a lot of liquidity. You kind of watch out for uh, for how much the price may change um, as um, as your token is or as the token is purchased. So just check out what the price is. You know, you should be able to get a preview before you enable it. But I think this is a cool uh, a cool feature that you can sort of bypass the the step of having to go change your tokens into. Ethereum to then buy the token or buy the NFT that you want. You can go straight from from your uh, Doge to <laughs> to an NFT now. So bypass, uh, you know, make it a little bit easier. Well, hold on. I think there's another phase here that I think is important, which is the fact that as a Doge holder <laughs> and one that is technically positive on the trade, I don't have to realize a capital gain, mind you. Going unless there's something I'm missing in how this transaction works, this capital gain moment where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna move my Doge win into something so I can finally bone up on those Mooncats. It's a good point. I, I think this would happen within the Uniswap contract. It's not happening on your wallet, so that isn't hap- that isn't just as long as Uncle Sam can't see this like interstep whatever. I mean, there's still a liquidity moment, but there's not like two of them between like that like realization moment. So maybe I don't fully. I mean, again, that gain is realized as soon as I transfer that into the NFT, but it's not a step and then a step, which can make it extra confusing. All right, and speaking of regulation, we've got some news about an NBA Top Shot um, lawsuit, um, That's a case that's moving forward. Uh, the judge here has decided that these NFTs, the Top Shot NFTs, can be considered securities because the Flow blockchain is uh, privately owned, um, and that there is a expectation of profit there so uh, interesting this case is moving forward it's not decided yet but uh, you know it doesn't look good for uh, for, for the top shot nfts and um, you know basically non um, uh, maybe non-public blockchains 
Non-public centralized blockchains with tight control essentially have, I think, this type of liability that is always undercurrent. Because, again, if it's not decentralized, the security enabled by the sheer existence of it, gas fees paying for that, you know, like obviously we're Ethereum maxis, I'm, I'm huge on uh, the old Polygon. But again, with, with flow, company fail, chain fail. That is unnerving to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'll continue to stay away from there. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, that's what got you started. It did, thing. yeah. It yeah, got me in. I have some top shots rolling around somewhere. All right, Blur is continuing their airdrop, the, the NFT marketplace that is in a major battle with OpenSea right now. So they're now offering, this is the season two of their airdrop, they're now offering uh, rewards for not just using their platform, but for actually delisting on the OpenSea platform. <laughs> yeah, so it's... So it's hold on, hold on. if I have something currently listed on... Just hypothetically, if I were to not game this, but game this, I delist from OpenSea, and then I relist on... On Blur. Yeah, I think that's that's what the... That's what they're, they're trying to test the loyalty. I have heard some rumors that there that may not be entirely uh, up to par with with laws um, in that you can't you can't necessarily disincentivize the use of competitors from what I understand not not my area of expertise at all just what I've heard from other from some others um, so interesting man but this is I love seeing the every day there's something new between these two Look, the, the day has finally come. We've talked about the negative side of how, I'd say, OpenSea, frankly, you know, phoned it in for a number of years in terms of what they were really value delivering, right? What kind of upside for the 2.x percent that they were taking? Like, uh, my big thing is, like, no manner of insurance or protection on you know, what they're putting on that platform, allowing these scam projects on. I know it's impossible to police everything, but you know it's impossible taking millions and millions of dollars of profit and not, like, providing top-level service. And guess what? That's the beauty of competition. And to the other side, like, I'm sure Blur is going to have other things that are going to bug the shit out of me. And yeah. so if you have this anti, you know, like, you know, anti-monopoly type of undercurrents going on, can Microsoft technically pay people to go stop using search and go use that. I mean, yeah, I can see some problems, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting how Blair is going about it. I, uh, you know, I, I think that they are, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they said as much that they are really targeting the, the high volume, the, the high end, or the, the top uh, users in the NFT space. And, you know, it looks like there's really about 500 traders that are making up a big, big chunk of their volume. And, they are offering the tools that those traders want right now. And like you said, OpenSea has, uh, you know, they've kind of fumbled that lead. They haven't done much to, to capitalize on on that huge market share advantage that they had. And now, Open, I mean, Blur has seen up to 70% of the volume recently uh, after the airdrop. Uh, asterisk on volume. Anytime we talk about volume, it kind of drives me nuts because of, I mean, you had our guest on about wash trading and the ability to look at it, and you're doing some analytics on this, but yeah, like this is this is taking up wash trading. I mean, again, it's it's, 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 a, it's a small number of users. users yeah. um, it's a small number of users that are really going after the you know those those high volume users. And hey, we know the the space is relatively small, so 
you get 500 of those top traders, it's significant in the uh, market share and, and the volume overall. All right, let's see what else we got here. We've got, oh man, Bitcoin. Still still going with these, the the, uh, the NFT. Have you checked this out yet? Have you gotten back into Bitcoin or, or into Bitcoin at all with based on these ordinals? I have not gotten, here's the thing. I, I don't even think I own any Bitcoin at all. I think I did back in the day uh, when I probably should have held it, but I am a little turned off by the toxic nature of that particular community. I'm excited, the fact that they're trying to see if this can be used for another purpose, but I think betraying the North Star of what that platform was built for is going to cause incredible amounts of problems on the network, but maybe force them to do more intelligent things with the Lightning Network. I don't even know what that really means, to be honest. I'm like, I yeah, don't know. I, I don't know enough about that. More either. space on block, but right now those blocks were not built for the JPEGs. Yeah, I know there, I mean, it seems like there are wallets coming along to make, to be more ready for trading NFTs on the Bitcoin network. It still seems like it's, it's not really the ideal place to be doing this. It's, there's also, there's a lot of uh, a volume going through uh, emblem vaults, which are basically bridging these NFT, these Bitcoin NFTs back to Ethereum, wrapping them. So that's then you can trade these. So that's- well, Cross layer one bridges for NFTs or something we talked about in the past. That makes sense-ish to me. And there's like it some sort of like- to go, for, I mean, look, I think some of the, one of the most ridiculous <laughs> ones I think is seeing like a board aid being board aid being burned to go to, to to make it an ordinal to then be wrapped as as a wrap token to be able to be traded on OpenSea. That's a human being who's got a little bit too much money. Yeah, or I don't know, who yeah. knows? But yeah, it's it, it's it, there is technology coming along, so I don't think it's going away. Uh, let's see. This is, oh, this is one. We, we, big one. We've got YouTube. The new CEO has been named, and the CEO is big on metaverse, on NFTs. Um, you know, we've we've seen uh, this is the Polygon. Uh, the head of gaming at Polygon came from YouTube, um, and uh, you know, wasn't sure. We weren't sure exactly, you know, how involved they may be in the space. But this uh, new CEO is talking pretty big about NFTs and, and the metaverse. So. Um, you know, we're seeing that convergence of, of Web 2 and Web 3, and I, I think this is uh, going in line with that. I don't know. No, no comment on this. I'm particularly interested in the next news item, so I'm just excited for this yeah. next one coming up. Actually, I've just been, like, waiting for this one. All right. Well, here we go. So you were planning to go to the, the proof. The proof conference? The proof conference. Where are you? Let's go. <laughs> Let's freaking go. Oh, man. Let's move. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Conference canceled. What's going on, George? What have you? This is this is what you've been so excited about. I've got. All right, hold on, hold on. First off, I never am excited about somebody who has put energy excited to talk about into <laughs> a project. I am actually deeply sad about this because it is a project that I thought had originally the potential to rival the Yuga Empire, right? And I am I'm all about that and competitors. And I actually didn't mind Kevin Rose as far as like his content and his approach to the community seemed genuine and there may be things that I like along the way we would have like done differently I think though with this conference the rubbers 
meet in the road a little bit. And essentially what happened is the conference put out there for proof coming up in May has been officially canceled. They were charging 1.5 ETH for non-Moonbird holders, 0.75 ETH for Moonbird holders. Mm. Notice the not zero number there. So with, um, with things like, I think the most successful one, Gary V's, Mm, right, V friends. You got three years of conferences up front, and he is he delivers. Wow, that's he freaking that's delivers. For you pay zero, you go to conference. Now that that's fine, but what his initial sales were looking like were were not anywhere near maybe where he needed them. Now here's the thing, also like you know we're we're recording this in February. March, April, May. The the truth is when you run a conference, and I've had sort of like windows into conferences, is like you're in the trough of sorrow, despair, and confusion right about now when you're like, when is everyone gonna buy a ticket? No one's gonna come. And to be honest, I'm also smelling a little bit of crisis of faith with mm. Kevin Rose. Mm. No, like, totally understandable. He just had his entire account, for the most part, except for some old CryptoPunks, totally scammed. He kind of, I, I think morale is low and this kind of comes back to when you are buying an NFT project built on cult of personality, understand what you have bet on. Understand where the point of failure is and it is a single human being, their motivation, energy, and willingness. Like that is what so many projects are built on, the willingness of a leader to push forward and that is a single point of failure. And like somebody who had, I'll just say this, not gotten their entire bag stolen <laughs> may have said, I'm going to double down and change some things. Like, I don't know, maybe offer free entry for anyone with a Moonbird. And suddenly you've got people in the room. What can you do? Figure out other sponsors and ways to monetize. Like, I, I just say, like, speaking as an entrepreneur, I have a separate world where I have a company. And when things don't go well, I try harder. <laughs> like. It, it, you know, I, I you, yeah, it's it's you been see surprising. That over, uh, you know, on the latest Proof podcast, I, he, he didn't. Um, Kevin Rose wasn't on that one, and it seems like maybe he has he isn't quite as uh, invested in uh, in this space it's or in the company as he was. And you know, I understand from a personal perspective that it is difficult to have the you know have those assets taken, and I also think it's you know it's wrong to say that that's that it's because of the space, you know, we know that there are issues here, but you know, it's, I, I would certainly be uh, feeling let down as a holder. I mean, we we were looking at the price there and those proof prices have come down. I think they're a little we, over 15 ETH Yeah, right they now. start the year at around 40 ETH or down there. The Moonbirds are now hovering about six ETH or so. Looking at another telling thing is number of Moonbirds unnested has dropped by like 600 or so, which doesn't sound maybe like a lot, but considering how high that previously was, it's like, mm, it, yeah. it's it's tough because once the FUD dominoes start to fall, it takes a, a real sort of hard momentum shift to, to move it back. So we'll see, um, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we got, we got through our, our new pieces here. Um, all right, so look, uh, I don't know. I don't have an affordable affordable projects of income. How about that? Look, we'll decide. Right, they're still minting. You can get one for point three, as far as I saw on her website. Right. Yeah. Well, secondary, you can get one point one seven. Uh, but uh, hold on. With with the unclaimed wine, point one seven with unclaimed wine. This is important. 
because we have claimed our wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there are some at .07. If you were to go for this, be careful. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Be careful because I think outside of that, we we have essentially what with Avinco bought into a white like uh, you know a wine club. This is wine club, right? Yeah, we're, we're wine club. We're wine club. <laughs> NFT owners, wine club members. But frankly, they, they showed up. I had two bottles show up. Um, I, you know, I staked them, put them there. This is a 2013 from Russian River, NFT bottle number 648. Yeah, you, you notice that this is... It's a three-digit? Yeah, that's a three-digit. It's a three-digit. Three I'm surprised he's willing to, to let us open it. I assume it's going to you know, have that little extra. And again... Not sponsored by Vinco. No. Welcome any call. Go ahead. Call us up. You know where to find us. 3NFT.com. So if, if you... If, we talked about this when these did come out. The Vinco uh, NFT does give you access to go to their to a winery in the Napa area. If you haven't been to that. Um, looks like it would be cool, but, you know, definitely... Uh, Takes a bit of uh, extra coordination and, and uh, time to, to do that versus just, uh, you know, claiming the wine online. And so this is us drinking an NFT. This is drinking an actual NFT. I, I do, I am excited about this simply because, like, this is IRL and there's an online yeah. component to it. It feels different. Um, although I'm going to go ahead and say this is the most expensive bottle of wine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was that, that, I it's have that membership, purchase, right? It's, it's a membership. membership. <laughs> I didn't buy this one, but hypothetically. Yeah, know, like I said, we I haven't did. been up to this winer. We haven't we haven't gotten any of the other perks out of this. I'm not I'm not saying that this isn't worth it. We haven't tasted it. It is the most expensive wine that I have purchased, and we are just going just based on uh, how much the NFT was in these two bottles of wine. So okay, uh, I'm not used to like explaining what I'm uh, doing, but that. It's a Russian River Pinot Noir, 2013. Hopefully that was a good year. I'll say words like smells full body, doesn't smell weak, very robust Pinot off the nose. Those are those are good sounding words. Go along with why. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what ChatGPT can tell me <laughs> to say here about this wine. Okay, hold on. So I'm picking up um, hints of blockchain. A little bit of I, Ethereum. Oh, that's definitely some ETH. A little bit. <laughs> Do you know how long I've been waiting to make that joke? I'm so pleased with myself. Oh, man. Well, you know what's weird is it's a 2013, so, you know, I don't know if that's yeah. really is feasible. This, so here's what's awesome. These grapes were essentially put into this bottle before the sheer idea yeah, of NFT right. came about. Right. And so I have to hand it to them for sort of being like, hey, uh, what if we went all in on this? They had actually coverage in Forbes about being the first NFT winery. And what's interesting is like, I, I like this, by the way. This is very tasty. I'll say more words about the wine, but it's good, frankly, it, right? I, it is what I expect for a high quality Pinot Noir. Right. I, I mean, it performs close I to like a cab in terms of flavor. I, I really can't tell you that I would that I can tell the difference between you know, a very fine wine and a very thin, and a good wine. But I know, it, what, but it, what, I know what a bad, I think what a very bad one is, I can tell you that, and this is not that. So yeah, hold on, we'll show you. Good. Um, show you so, like, we have video, I mean, if we choose to use the video. Yeah, there we go. I'm getting, I'm getting so, random in the, in the, 
a shot. So I've seen a number of other companies doing this. We've talked about uh, the uh, whiskey that you've that you've got at your your bar. Your oh, empty. the monkey! I got my monkey shoulder. By the way, buy my bags. Monkey shoulder only point oh seven right now. I can claim that whenever I want. Right, and it is an interesting use um, where the producer or you know, someone trusted is holding the asset. Um, while you get the NFT, makes the asset tradable without actually needing to to take uh, possession of it, which also gives you. Uh, I mean, it should as long as the the establishment you know, is, is trustworthy. It should give you a, a more peace of mind that you're actually getting what you say is or what they say is on the uh, on the label. Um, it is a big pro a problem with uh, with um, high end wine, with with high end liquors. Um, that it's often not. I think it's up to forty percent of uh, of the, uh, the, the some of the high end wines are actually counterfeit. So you can see why this could uh, help, or how this could help in um, reducing the counterfeit wines out there. I'm just kind of going through the uh, other benefits here. So IRL events, <laughs> like I don't know, IRL events, uh, members only tastings across the globe. So they're like putting those together. I mean, Napa Valley is kind of like where I would probably go to, but they talk about yeah. having things like mean, Gina Bordeaux. And you know, luckily for us, it's not that far away. It's still, you know, it's still a... <laughs> we have online educational wine site, virtual tastings, hmm. okay, perks, uh, when it's minted, discount price on wine library, discounts on hotels, concierge services, full access to VIP experiences, out of properties in Napa Valley. I feel like we've got to go to this place. I think we might have to. We might have to make a trip up there, do another podcast from. There's going to be a Dow. Good water. old Dow governance, hundred percent. Yeah, gotta have a Dow. I mean, like more wine, please. Uh, but coming up in Q3, it seems uh, they're crossing off these things. Twenty twenty three. There's a champagne release coming in Q1. Ship custom NFT wine label release. Distribute into three tier system. Like, they've got a roadmap going all the way to 2024. There's some redacted pieces in here, so they're, you know, editing as they Do go. Do we ever get uh, penny packs, or is that not on the line? This is deep cut. Sorry. <laughs> are, you, are you saying we don't, we can't keep, look, I'll just be honest, if Kevin Rose were to send out some, some wine right now, that might smooth things up. Talk about a momentum shift. Oh, man. <laughs> but, like, honestly, look, you could join a wine club, and, like, you come in, you buy a bunch of bottles of wine, and like that's your entry fee. This, if I wanted to sell and get out of this, there is a marketplace for it. And guess what? I mean, assuming you don't use one of those royalty-free, you know, no no creator fees, like they would actually get money by transferring right, that right. subscription. However, the downside of this fluid subscription system, which makes me a little nervous, is the fact that if it were by new members only, so I want to cancel my subscription. Those are usually that would be burning the NFT in IRL in real land, right? I get rid of my subscription. Some new new comes along, they pay full full freight up front. So there's that. Yeah, and we've seen this before. I think we've talked about this with the WGMI.io yeah. model. You know, it is similar in the sense of you know you're selling something once up front and then trying to just take a small cut of. Of the the trades after that, while most of the fees are really just going to the original holders or traders, it is a difficult model. Great, you know, it seems great as a holder. You know, that being said, the result is often the price is, is yeah. going down. Yeah. One thing I will say, this is this is excellent. 
um, very smooth, on the fruity side, performing well. I am definitely enjoying this. Listen to you. You sound like a. a, a I feel like I gotta say some. I'm drinking the wine. I'm drinking the. I'm drinking my NFT wine. I gotta say, like for the NFTs that I bought, that like ultimately like go go sideways. Like I have spent 0.3 ETH, technically 1.5 ETH, 0.15 ETH, because I could sell my subscription still for some mm. money. Um, I spent dumber. Oh, right, yeah. Much this is, I mean, we've got something. There's a real thing happens. that happened because I clicked buttons on the blockchain. That's right. I kind of enjoy that. <laughs> I kind of enjoy that. Here's what I will say Don't where, <laughs> um, if Ivinko ever watches this, here is where they're messing up. Because they haven't created scarcity and because it's like an open mint and still allowing it to go on, I feel like you could do a lot better with like, all right, there's a waiting list. There is, hey, you have to buy on secondary and be like, oh gosh, and, and suddenly you can play with some of that um, to build up um, the, the, the aura of that membership. You know, you look at... Yeah, I, I don't think that you need to tie those necessarily directly to the number of bottles that were supposed to be allocated to members. There's a lot of ways that you could use the assets of the, the, the bottles and limit the number of uh, memberships. I think that that could add some value and... And frankly, we've seen this with, with any mint that doesn't sell out quickly. It's hard to get momentum going after that. You know, there is a physical product and they are moving along and have something in it. But I also, I think you're right in that there isn't quite enough scarcity to the, the NFT portion of this at this point. Yeah, and I think that's because, you know, you're treating it like a, a, a wine club, right? Where you're able to kind of come in and say like, hey, you can be part of this wine club if you buy X number of bottles and pay your annual dues and that sort of thing. Like, I actually don't know. I, I don't join wine clubs. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't either. As I, I've been told, and based on a few Google searches, that's what's going on. So I think, one, I run scarcity. I would say they're doing a lot with the you know community perks and things like that. Even the idea that like, oh, I could potentially go to this place. Like, I kind of like that. And um, yeah. Uh, good wine I'm pleased with holding it uh, I'm not gonna buy any more I'm gonna look for probably opportunities to see what kind of discounts it actually gets on it because I currently I think own two of these because <laughs> I yeah I would buy two hey you know that's how it goes <laughs> alright well uh, this has been a live episode yeah our first, our first we did uh, video episode taste, you know, doing our wine tasting oh, here subscribe because that's what people say on YouTube yeah um, and probably, hopefully, we're not going to do many videos, so get used to that little bouncy line uh, that, um, that shows our voices. But hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. All right. Bye, everyone. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.